0: You're listening to Just Ask Malia with Malia Horde from the Malia Realty Group, recorded at Bourbon Barrel Podcasting Studios. Hey everybody, it's Molia Horde with the Molia Realty Group and we are back at the bourbon table for our next collaborative conversation. And today we have Lisa Sharp with Sharp's Candy, which is Lexington's most famous chocolate store and super excited to have our dear friend here to share her story with me. For those of you that haven't heard of Sharp's Candy or actually haven't come to the Candy Cane house out there on Regency Road wait till you hear about their story. It's just an amazing family business and we're super excited to hear Lisa share that with us. So welcome, Lisa.
1: Thanks, Malia. I really appreciate you having me today. Oh my God,
0: we were so excited. All of us in the office were like, can we just do it at the candy cave? <laughs> I was, can we please do it there? And I'm like, I don't think the recording studio will work as well. So we'll have to get to the bourbon table and then hop on over and eat some chocolate.
1: Sounds great.
0: So you have had this amazing family business, and of course, you got to get married into the business. So I'd love to share that story with everybody else. But tell us, I mean, Behind Sharp's Candy is an amazing story. Share a little bit of that with us.
1: We've been in business for almost 50 years. My husband and I actually bought the business from his parents when we got married, which was 30 years ago. So lots of times people come in and say, are Mr. and Ms. Sharp still there? And I don't know if they're talking about us, because we've actually had it for 30 years. Um, they've been gone a long time. But um, yeah, they started the business here. They came to Lexington. Um, his mother's family actually had five stores in Evansville, Indiana. Oh,
0: I didn't know that. They
1: did. And um, now his two cousins have their own candy stores in Evansville. They kind of broke up the family a little bit. and. Their libs candies in, oh. in Evansville, and uh, once his dad learned to make candy, he decided he needed to kind of go out on his own. Uh, there'd be too many too many cooks in the kitchen, obviously, if he stayed. Yeah. So he had family that was working in Monticello and had milk routes. They huh. were dairy farmers, and they said, "Well, you know, the city that's really growing is Lexington." So they urged him to come here, and that's kind of where he started the
0: business. Wow, I didn't know that part of Uh it. And we've been doing business with you for years, so fun. Okay, so Rob's dad moved here. Have you always been located on Regency Road?
1: We have not. Actually, we were in the old Rosemont Garden Shopping Center for years. And then um, our current location was a Cape Cotter, actually. And his dad bought that and moved the business probably maybe 10 years into having it, I guess.
0: Okay, so... I've always wanted to ask this question, because when you drive up, and if you guys haven't been there, it literally has candy canes, and it's decorated like a gingerbread house almost. Uh Whose idea was that?
1: Actually, my husband and I both talked about what can we do to make it so that people see it? Because we're on Regency Road, which is off of Southland Drive. If you're not from that area, you might not have to go to that road. And we're like, how can we bring people's attention and really ca- capture their eye. We talked one time about maybe even contacting UK's art department and having a contest with students and down. see if they could design something for us. And then one day a lady came into our store and we laugh and say it was divine intervention because she was on a mission trip and she was raising funds to go on this mission And she was actually going to Hawaii, and I I laughed and said, wow, I want to go to your church because that sounds like a fun mission. So um, she was raising funds for her missionary, and she was an artist, and we said, come up with a plan, and she drew up the whole candy cane uh, gingerbread concept. So,
0: I'm telling you, I love it because it—I say gingerbread house, but it actually looks like Santa's workshop too, right? (laughs) It's kind of like a cross between, and— I remember the first time I brought Brendan to your candy shop um, because at that time we had elegantly handled uh-huh. and we were using you for, like, the best chocolate in the local and we our Kentucky baskets. And the expression on his face when we drove in was like, <gasps> and then it was became a family trip. Every time my mom came in town from New Jersey to visit the boys, she would take the kids to Sharp's Candy because – For those that haven't been there, you better race because everybody that leaves gets the silver tray pulled out and you get a piece of candy. Who started that idea? Because it's brilliant.
1: I'm sure they've done that uh, for years and years, probably did it back at Libs Candies because it it also might uh, cause you to pick something that you've never tried before. And Mm -hmm. then usually people are like, what is it? What did I have? And where is that? So it, it actually helps sales because people try you know different things and maybe they never knew what that was or didn't even know that they liked those. So it's it's a it's a very sensory place to be. You walk in, you get that waft of chocolate in the air, and you get to see the chocolate, and it's just it, it makes then you get to taste it and touch it. So yeah, yeah it's a, a very sensuous place to be. <laughs>
0: Okay. So tell us, so when you go there, you guys actually make a bulk of the candy. We I do. know you bring some in because yes. there's all different novelties that you have and um, different assortments. But tell us about making the candy because it's it's almost like going to Krispy Kreme for a donut. It's You can go to Sharp's Candy and see that you guys are actually making it, which is a rarity. We it, do.
1: My my. We actually buy the, the chocolate. It's a very high grade chocolate. And then my husband makes all the centers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a homemade recipe that we don't share with a lot of people. And it's very unique because we don't buy the centers already made like a lot of stores would, and then just cover things in chocolate. We actually make the entire center and and that's why our creams are so different than you might find other places. Uh, We also roast all of our nuts in house. So Mm -hmm. um, it was kind of really important during the pandemic when a lot of people couldn't get meat or meat was uh, scarce or expensive A lot of people don't eat meat and are buying nuts to supplement their protein. Uh, We roast them. We have unsalted, salted, and uh, raw nuts. So we have a huge variety of nuts to choose from. Mm.
0: Okay. So you're talking about the soft creams, and I know what they are, but (laughs) there may be some people out there that aren't in Kentucky that are listening or haven't been to the store, which they're going to probably run to. Tell us about the soft creams and the different types of candies.
1: We have uh, 13 varieties of creams. A lot of them are fruit creams. We have a vanilla. We have a chocolate, maple, strawberry, cherry, uh, coconut, raspberry, whipping cream, cream, buttercream, and a coffee cream. So they are melt-in-your-mouth creams. Oh, yeah, they are. Very, very soft.
0: And then they're like little balls.
1: Uh Uh-huh. And then we make a lot of varieties that also have nuts in them. We have just chocolate-covered nuts, and then we have – which kind of our signature piece is a saddle – which is pretty much a turtle. It's caramel, pecans covered in chocolate, but my husband makes the best caramel. Oh, yeah. Our caramels are like nothing else.
0: And you make your caramel.
1: We do. We mm-hmm. it, Right now we're having caramel apples, and our caramel is phenomenal. It's not like what you would find in a grocery store. It is amazing.
0: Now, if you have not had the caramel apple run, I mean, you got to go there, and there's different varieties of the caramel apple and uh, toppings right around them.
1: We have them with and without pecans.
0: And then you can cut them in quarters and you can share it.
1: Yes. They're wonderful. We will have those through Thanksgiving.
0: Okay. And then you also have the pecan squares. Uh Uh-huh. And, oh, keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Now, if you guys have not met Lisa and Rob, they're just an amazing couple, but. You, you will ask lisa how she stays so fit and thin and i can't believe you guys have been married 30 years she looks like she's 29 just like me right uh, so, Sure.
1: well done <laughs> it must be all the chocolate then i guess it is
0: it keeps and, you young. and it's long hours and it's glamorous like from the outside you know i used to work in the industry with you so i know the blood sweat and tears the the hands that ache the feet that ache and you know just tired so Tell us about, like, an average day at the candy store.
1: Okay. Well, we start, and uh, in the morning, uh, my husband kind of whips up a batch, whatever we're going to make during the day, and then my job actually involves what's called enrobing. So we take whatever center we're making that day and cover it in chocolate. So I have to basically man all the machinery uh, of making this little chocolate-like car wash for all the candy to go through, And then it goes through a tunnel and comes off. It's cooled and puts in boxes. And then we go to the other side of the store where we pack everything. So not only do we make it, we box it, we pack it and put it out on the shelf. So people can come in and get whatever they want or they can um, pick whatever we have on the shelf.
0: Now, you also do boxes. You do the nuts in the bags. You do trays. Uh Um, You do corporate trays. Mm -hmm. You ship. We
1: do wedding favors, party favors, little two-piece, four-piece boxes. We make several varieties of bourbon candy. We have a bourbon truffle, which is mm-hmm. extremely strong. Men seem like they love this. It's like having a shot of chocolate and bourbon together. Uh, we use only Woodford Reserve in, of our, in our bourbon uh, candies.
0: Excellent choice.
1: We also make a bourbon cherry, which is like a maraschino cherry that's marinated in bourbon and enrobed in chocolate.
0: And those are Amazing. So,
1: which <laughs> better than a traditional bourbon? Oh my god! And cordial, I would right? always take them to cordial. New Jersey.
0: Yeah, they're amazing.
1: And then we make the traditional bourbon ball, which is ours is a little different. Ours is a cream, uh, where a lot of bourbon balls are kind of a fondant based, or or if you make them at home, lots of people make them with like cookies. Mm-hmm. Ours are very creamy. The nuts are marinated in the bourbon, so they're really soft, and you don't even realize they're in there, but. It holds the bourbon inside the chocolate, and it's also just super creamy. They're really good.
0: So family business, and I understand the family business a little bit, but from your side of things, right, we both raised our children. You have two beautiful children, right? Right. Both now in college. Mine are both now in college. Hard to believe. Tell me, with kids growing up in the business, how did that work? How was that for them?
1: That was really tough because I uh, had worked – outside the home and not in the business prior to having children. And when I, when I guess my youngest was probably one is when I first came into the, to the business actually out of necessity. Um, I was excited about it, but scared. I'd always thought I would stay home and have kids, but yes. then I think I'd waited so long to have kids and had worked so much in my life, I didn't know how to stay home. Right. Um, so it, <laughs> it kind of gave me the flexibility that if he needed me home, I could be there too. And I, I started out working part-time and my kids played in boxes while we were <laughs> yes. busy. Um, they, were, they were all over the place, yeah. uh, but they also learned that, This is where mommy has to be, and, you know, you're going to have to be a little quiet maybe sometime or uh, learn to play by yourself. But, um, yeah, both my kids grew up eating a lot of candy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I am a good cook, but, I mean, they they both ate a lot of candy, I have to say. Oh, gosh. And I I completely understand that because Brennan and Will grew up in Santa's workshop, right, because we made all the gift baskets that we put your candy in. and we shipped those all over the country and everybody used to think oh it's so nice it's so glamorous you get to work at Santa's workshop but i found they loved it at first it was the novelty of you know the the fun and the candy and the newness and then the novelty wears off and they see mommy just work and that was a big struggle right so you struggle with are you time with your kids Do you struggle with bringing your kids to the office and not really being able to play with them and be attentive to them, but yet they're in front of you, so you justify that you are with your kids? And then we now see our kids in college, and we think, hmm, what lessons did we teach them?
1: Right, right. Uh, My my son, I think, learned the value of business, and he's very interested in getting into business now. Uh, I think for that reason, I think he learned being self-employed um, you work hard, but you also reap the benefits. Maybe you you don't have to worry about someone else laying you off. Um, you know when you're doing your own thing. Um, and I think he also likes the risk reward. You know, you you get what you put in. That's right. If you work for someone else, you might not get a raise just because you're there longer or you work extra hard. But you work for your business. It's all about your your sweat equity, and you know, hopefully, things will grow as you. Anticipate, and the more venues you do, and things you can do to grow your business, you'll get the rewards. So,
0: great points, real great points. Tell me, most people think Christmas is probably your business ho- busiest holidays. Tell us about your peaks and valleys in the business.
1: Our business has grown more and more seasonal as time has gone on. Unfortunately. In- Kentucky, the weather plays, I think, a huge part of our business. In the summer, it's really hot and candy melts. So if you're going out and doing things, you can't exactly bring a box of candy with you if you're running other errands, um, unless you bring a cooler. And then shipping is a challenge in the summer because um, you can ship with cooler packs, but it does add some cost, cost. involved. And you, know, you have to expedite shipping if you're shipping to California and things like that. So I think the heat and the cost, and maybe people think more about losing weight or That in the summer so, they're trying to, you know, worry more about their diet. We're lucky that all of our uh, candy holidays are in the winter. (laughs) Um, Christmas is definitely our biggest because it's celebrated longer. You know, people start doing corporate gifts right around Thanksgiving and on into the holiday. Our second busiest is Valentine's Day, and it is the single hardest day of the year because mm-hmm. it is a single day holiday, and men are procrastinators, <laughs> <So> they <laughs> it's run and go, isn't it? You know, for yep. some reason, if you give it the day before, it's not a Valentine's gift. So, um, it's it's a kind of a one day hard heavy hitter where all hands are on deck. I mean, we bring in extra family members and relatives of uh, anybody that we know, any of our employees' relatives. Uh, neighbors, anybody that wants to come help at Valentine's Day is welcome to help. I mean, it is it, you got to beg, borrow, and steal everybody. That's yet. right, it's, it's, and, and
0: it's long hours twenty four seven during these days.
1: It, it's fun though. It yeah. is. It's just it's just fun. I don't know the energy. People are so excited. The store is packed. It's it's a fun day. But I'm glad it's not every day. Yeah.
0: So we have been in this pandemic that started in March, and you know we love connecting businesses like yours. our community and outside of our community, just because it's so special and it's so different. I think your customer service and the relationships that you build with the clients and the community are so solid. How have you guys had to adapt because of the pandemic of 2020? I don't think our business has had to change
1: drastically compared to so many, probably partially because... During the, the bulk of the of the COVID crisis, it was been in those summer months where we are slow. And if you come into the store, you're you're probably going to be the only person in the store. And most people aren't there for an hour. If they're there, they're there to pick up their item and then they go. So um, we haven't had a change a whole lot. We've always been wearing gloves. So that's doesn't change for us. We've always cleaned a lot. So that hasn't really changed. Uh, Probably the biggest factor was doing the curbside service during Easter because that was so new to us and we weren't used to it. But other than that, you know, like so we're not changing a whole lot.
0: Okay. So Christmas is coming. You guys do a lot of corporate gifts. Yes. And I know personally with our business, we always love to love on our clients and stuff. So how do people get in touch with you to do corporate gifts? Where do they find you? Or is it better to call? Is it better to stop in? Is it better for your website, social media outlets? Tell us.
1: I I really urge people to stop in because with being a small business, there's only so much of your product you can put online. I mean, you would have to have like a catalog of of just thousands of things because there's so many things that are there that you have to see. And because it's seasonal, I would have to be updating my website every day. It's like, oh, we're out of this, we're all that. So being a small business, it's, it's best if you come in. That way you can try things and see all the different sizes that are possible. Because uh, we can create any size box you want. I mean, we have two-piece boxes all the way to five-pound boxes. Oh, so gosh. there's no way I could put all that on the website. Uh, it's, a website's a good start, I think, You know, to kind of see what we have. But then to really experience everything it's best to come in and we just have the one location and we've done that for years just to keep the freshness. I think when you have multiple locations um, there's no way you could track how long everything's been there. It, cause it's, it's left your one spot. I, I know how long everything has been out on my shelf. Um, I know when I made everything and I just, you know, it's it's kind of a destination. It's not a place you go every day. And like I said, since it's holidays, I think people want to come and see the source. And
0: so, I have to ask this question because it's a little personal. You work with Rob, yes. And you live and you're married to Rob for thirty uh-huh. years. So, a lot of people ask, how does that all work with working with your husband, going home to your husband? Has you know.
1: I guess it wasn't a foreign concept because his parents worked together and my parents worked together. So it was kind of a natural progression for us. And I always laugh because people say, "Oh, don't you see each other all day long? Sort of, but not really because he's either in the office or the kitchen and I'm kind of out front and in the packing room. So even though we're in the same building, we may not be in the same room. <laughs> so,
0: And, and I got to tell you, Everyone that we've talked to lately with family businesses that the spouses are together almost say about the same thing, that there's always this misconception with people from the outside that you're right on top of each other all day long, (laughs) right? right? And it's really not. Like with real estate, Chuck isn't in the business with me, but he is part of the business because he does all of our financial accounting and our business planning. So, He's in the business, even though he's not the front of the business. And people are like, don't you ever get tired of that? Well, life has its ups and downs, but it I feel like we're always working towards the same goal. Right, right. And we always have the best interest of the family and the business at heart. So I think that's the plus.
1: You're exactly right. I mean, we aren't together 24-7. And the funny thing is people say, well, uh, yeah, Rob told me this. I'm like, well, I didn't know that. He goes, What do you mean you all work together? I think sometimes we forget that we didn't tell each other things because we're, you know, we could, (laughs) but sometimes you just tell someone else and think you did.
0: So, yeah, very true. Very true. So, the holidays are coming up and it's National Chocolate Week coming up as well. So, we're super excited to spotlight you guys with that or whatnot. And I know with the pandemic, you're not able to do some of the things with the community that you guys are so known for. That you have raised your family here and stuff. Tell us why Lexington is so special to you guys.
1: You know Lexington; it it seems to be one of those places that um, the economy does well no matter what the rest is is going on in the other parts of country. It's been very stable economy. I think we're very fortunate to have the horse and racing industry here, which brings international people here. Um, So we get travelers from all over the country, and it's it's just a wonderful, stable. Family friendly place to be.
0: I totally agree because I'm um, the Jersey girl that's moved here and we've raised our boys. So after 21 years, I have to agree that. And I think if we were on the water, you know, the beach, everybody <laughs> would be here.
1: We wouldn't be working, hopefully. <laughs> <nobody else. laughs>
0: okay, I have to ask one more question that's like brewing through my mind. Although I am a total Woodford fan, a double O, yum. Why? How was this decision made? Only to use Woodford? Can I ask that? Is that, am I going to get you in no, trouble? No, no, not Open at all. to other bourbons? Um, <laughs> you know,
1: <laughs> when we decided which bourbon we were going to go with, we did a bourbon tasting at home. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> we had a million of these little airplane bottles out, uh, trying them all, and it was like, oh gosh, you know, th- we we got to take a step back because after a while, it's like you can't tell one from the other, and, and you know. <laughs> I think a lot of it, believe it or not, had to do with um, the water content in mm. in the bourbon is very, very important because you need it to not evaporate out when you make it in the candy. And so depending on what proof the bourbon was, it kind of changed the taste. And all because a bourbon sometimes tasted good, It wouldn't necessarily – it would be lost in the Mm. candy. And then sometimes some of the bourbons that were not as good would be improved by using the candy. So we just kind of – after doing multiple tastes and trying it out, we said, you know, we need to pick something that everyone loves, it's stable, and still gives the punch. And that's kind of what we came up with after – I mean, uh, I can't tell you how many we tried. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> now, that would have been a great place to be.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it has to mesh well with the candy. And that was, that was really the deciding factor is that it, it, you knew what you had at the end of the day. It still wasn't like, where's the bourbon taste? You, it, you know, it still gave you that punch. So, So what is your
0: favorite piece of candy?
1: My favorite piece of candy is the caramel dipped in dark chocolate. It <gasps> is just,
0: that's my go-to
1: piece all the time. Always.
0: Yeah. And I always know which one it is because it's really square. <laughs> it is really square. And I honestly think it was at Sharps that I started to like dark chocolate because mm-hmm. you told me once that you should really try the dark chocolate when It's better for you. And it was your favorite. And since then, I eat dark chocolate. You know,
1: when I got into the business, I never ate dark chocolate. I thought, it's bitter. It just doesn't have I like sweet, but our dark chocolate is phenomenal. And, and there's different chocolates out there on the market. And some are more bitter, and some are too sweet. And I think we have a very good chocolate manufacturer with the right blend of everything, because yeah. I'm a dark chocolate fan now.
0: So... The, the big thing for everybody is to figure out that family recipe. <laughs> <laughs> Mom's the word. <laughs> Good luck, right? You'll
1: get that when you buy the business. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, we have so enjoyed you. We can't wait to spotlight you and let everybody know. For anybody that hasn't been there, Lisa's going to share with you the address and the phone number and the website. Um, be sure to call her. We have all the information included in the podcast description as well, so be sure to pick that up. and. Um, Be sure to stop in and get the silver tray service. Come in and have a piece of chocolate on Sharps and stuff. They're a great family-owned business, and we always, always love spotlighting our local businesses. So, Lisa, how do they get in touch with you?
1: Uh, You can contact us at 276-4625, or you can visit our website. It's sharpscandies.com, and it's S-H-A-R-P-S-C-A-N-D-I-E-S.com. That's that's probably the best. I mean, I have people that still mail in orders and fax orders. I mean, it's it's email whatever orders, yeah. email orders, it's it's whatever's convenient, but nothing beats coming in and seeing everything that we have to offer and getting to pick exactly what you want. So
0: And they're right there on Regency Road. If you take Regency, almost where it intersects into Southland Drive. So, and if you're coming down Southland Drive, you're going to make a right onto um Regency Road because it's a T into right. We're we're
1: almost across from the Catch Restaurant and the gun
0: shops though. Perfect. So what a pleasure. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for squeezing time in for us. I know. um, I know the candy business is tough, the long hours and stuff, but I appreciate it and hope everybody listens to this, reaches out to them. Remember, Christmas is coming up. Or all of your needs, they can ship anywhere in the country. They you can do curbside. Um, There's deliveries that they can make as well if you want to do a delivery service. So if you think it, they can do it.
1: Well, I appreciate you having
0: me, Malia. Always, always a pleasure. Thank you. Well, that wraps up another great podcast. Thank you so much for joining us at the Just Ask Malia's podcast series. It's always a pleasure to help the local and future residents of Kentucky make smart real estate decisions. And we love connecting you to our community. And That's why we do this. So be sure to subscribe to our podcast series. Make sure your friends and family know all about it. Tag, like us, find us on Facebook, social media. And remember, when you're ready to buy, sell, build, or invest, I'm your girl, Just Us, Malia.